Hello and welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter and we are up to day nine, rolling right along here into week two. Glad that you're still with us going along, hopefully having your heart just expanded with an even greater love and devotion to St. Joseph than ever before. I'm excited. Today we're going in to this identity of St. Joseph as being the noble offspring of David and taking a look at his earthly nobility. Well, if you're ready, let's pray, calling upon the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations through Christ our Lord. Hymn to St. Joseph. O Joseph, heavenly hosts, your worthiness proclaim, and Christendom conspires to celebrate your fame. You who in purest bond were to the virgin bound, How glorious is your name, renowned! You, when you did behold your spouse about to bear, were sore oppressed with doubts, were filled with wandering care. At length the angel's word your anxious heart relieved, she by the Spirit had conceived. You with your newborn Lord did seek far Egypt's land, as wandering pilgrims you fled o'er the desert sand. That Lord, when lost by you, is in the temple found, while tears are shed and joys abound. Not till death's hour is past to other men obtain, the gain of holiness and glorious rest attain. You, like to angels made, in life completely blessed, now clasp your God unto your breast. O Holy Trinity, your suppliant servant spare, grant us to rise to heaven for Joseph's sake in prayer, and so our grateful hearts to you shall ever raise exalting canticles of praise. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I really am excited today. This uh, petition for day nine of noble offspring of David, pray for us, is probably deceptively, um, hmm, I was going to say deceptively boring. I don't mean that. Um, Deceivingly It's deceivingly boring because it's actually incredible. This is one of my favorite topics and I'm so excited to be able to share with all of you. I want to talk to you about first, the greatest promise that God has ever given to his people. I think this is the greatest promise. To me, this is one of the most greatest promises that God has ever given his people and how St. Joseph comes in truly in this key monumental role. One of the greatest promises, see, I'm going back in my words, one of the greatest promises that God ever gave his people was given to King David. Do you remember who David is? He's that shepherd boy that's youthful and ruddy in appearance. He's the one who was anointed by Samuel while he was out in the field. He was the youngest. He was overlooked by everyone. Um, But God doesn't look to appearance. Man looks to appearance. God looks to the heart. And it's in that that he's able to say to Samuel, anoint that man. And so David is anointed. He is given the experience of the power of the the spirit being anointed the king. 
and he has all these great military conquests. He goes on to do great things. He's able to start the building of the kingdom, uh, sorry, specifically the temple in Jerusalem. He has this great moment in 2 Samuel chapter 6, where he brings the Ark of the Covenant back into the temple. And he does this incredible dance in such freedom that he's even exposing himself in all of his uh, shameless joy for the Lord. In this chapter following, 2 Samuel chapter 7, David is so heartened by a love for the word, for the Lord. He wants to worship him properly that he says to Nathan, his prophet, let it be known, we need to build God a house. By that, he means a temple. He's living in a tent where he's been for way too long. We need to build him a temple. And Nathan says, great idea. But that night, God speaks to Nathan and says, does David want to build me a house? No, no. I will build him a house. And the word in Hebrew is cl more closely related to kingdom. And this is 2 Samuel chapter 7. And when your time comes and you rest from your ancestors, you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. Wow, we get this incredible gift from the Lord who says, you want to bless me? I want to bless you with this incredible kingdom. And this kingdom is marked by these four pillars. First of all, the greatness that this kingdom uh, will be great that he will have the throne of David, that the offspring of David will be God's son. It's the third thing. And the fourth thing, this distinguish, distinguishing characteristic of this promise is that this kingdom will have no end. It will be an everlasting kingdom. Ha, huh, amazing promise, right? If you're David, you have to be just blown away. Okay, so my descendant, my heir, will, will be the inheritor of this promise. Um, is it the next heir? Not quite. The next heir is Solomon, who sees the greatest prosperity of Israel, but then it also starts to crumble at that time. Um, so, little history lesson, which is helpful if you're able to, to follow along. So, David's promise, hmm, I'm struggling with my words. God's promise to David happens at 1000 BC, that this kingdom will last forever. But it doesn't look like it because only about 80 years later in 922 BC, Solomon dies and the kingdom is split in two. You have the 10 northern tribes, Israel, and then you have the two southern tribes, Judah. About 200 years later, 722 BC, the northern tribes are destroyed by Assyria and taken into exile. This is 2 Kings chapters 15 to 17. Okay, 587 BC. Now it's the time for the southern tribes. They're decimated by Babylon. And I mean decimated. Even the temple is destroyed and they're all taken into exile. Friends, do you realize this incredible promise for this great kingdom, this great heir that will have the throne of David, whose offspring will be the son of God and his kingdom will have no end. It goes only about 500 years before this promise doesn't just look questionable. It's laughable. 
that this promise could actually be true or actually hold up. Here's one of my greatest um, points of prayer is that there are these Psalms, especially Psalm 89, which actually sings about this promise of God to his people. Now, a lot of these Psalms are written by the people of Israel when they're in Babylonian exile, which can you imagine you're in this state of utter desolation, exile away from your home, and you're singing about these promises that couldn't be further from fruition. Here's Psalm 89 verse 49. Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, I love this right from the heart of Israel. Remember, O Lord, how your servant is scorned, how I bear in my bosom the insults of the peoples with which your enemies taunt, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Israel is being mocked right now. They're holding on to these promises of God. No, God promised us. God promised us. And they're just being laughed at. But the last line of this psalm is beautiful. This is verse 52. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. That challenges me so much in appreciating here is Israel holding on to this promise, even when it couldn't have looked starker, more impossible to be fulfilled, and yet they're still blessing God and putting their trust in him. Oh, friends, what do we do in the the promises that God offers to us? And whenever we encounter just a little little bit of difficulty, just a little bit of these plans not going according to what we thought they, how they were going to go, we can just give up on God altogether. And here's Israel. Remember, O Lord. So from 587 BC and the destruction of the temple, um, this is about what it looks like um, until about 0 AD. Whenever there is this promise, this expectation of a Messiah, and there's a certain angel that comes to visit a certain virgin who's little on the outskirts of any semblance of a real town. It's the town of Nazareth. And here she is, 14 years old, a virgin betrothed. And this angel Gabriel comes to her and announces this good news. You know the story, but put it in connection with these promises. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. And we could say, unlike David's kingdom, which fell apart, of his kingdom, there will be no end. What was going on in Mary's heart? She, a faithful Jew, one who we believe tradition tells us was given over to God in the temple, would have known the scriptures, would have known these promises to hear, boom, 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 you will bear that heir, would have been completely overwhelming in the most glorious sense of God keeps his promises. But there's a problem. (laughs) There's a big problem, right? Um, It really depends on Joseph in this very real way. How? Well, if you've ever been to like a Christmas mass and you've gone through the genealogy, especially through Matthew, you realize that the heir of David goes through Joseph. And it's um, in this that is through Joseph married to Mary, 
that is given this Davidic lineage to Jesus. Here's why this is so incredible. Joseph, in a feeling of unworthiness, whenever he hears about Mary having conceived a son, wants to separate her from her. And we'll learn about this um, in the following days, not because he actually suspects infidelity. No, he knows Mary. He knows her heart. and He knows her purity, her chastity, the way that she's been given over to God in this most beautiful, profound, total way. He would He would never suspect her of infidelity, but in seeing the mystery that's conceived within her, that Joseph himself would feel unworthy and want to step away. This is why it's incredible what the angel then says to Joseph in the dream. He says, Joseph, son of David. Do you hear that? Like calling upon his royal blood that you are of the heir of the line of David. Don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I so appreciated Pope Benedict XVI's line that he really points out that in a sense, a very real way, without Joseph's humility to be obedient to the angel and take Mary into his own home, this promise would not have been fulfilled of Jesus being able to inherit this royal lineage that goes through the father's line. Here's what Pope Benedict XVI says. The espousals between Joseph and Mary are an episode of great importance. Joseph was of the royal line of David and, in virtue of his marriage to Mary, would confer on the son of the virgin, on God's son, the legal title of Son of David, thus fulfilling the prophecies. I hear in this and from everything that I've learned, it really seems like Joseph is necessary. He's this key piece of being a link all the way to King David in a fulfillment of this 2 Samuel 7 prophecy. And it's in this week you give thanks to God for Joseph, for he is royal. We talked uh, yesterday about his king, kingly um, crown. I'm struggling with words. We talked about his crown with the triple gems of his dignity, his sanctity, and his power. And this isn't just because he was a really good guy. It's because he actually has royal blood in his veins. St. Peter Julian Amard says, God saw to it that Joseph be born of the royal family. He wanted him to be noble, even with earthly nobility. The blood of David, of Solomon, and of all the kings of Judah flows in his veins. This is uh, the glory of Joseph, and this is the glory of what this petition today is all about. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. So let's continue continue to turn to St. Joseph in a way that he was able to fulfill a real expectation of all of Israel. Does God keep his promises? And it's Joseph who's able to be tapped into in this courage. Don't be afraid. It's also like a don't be afraid to trust in God's promises, working in ways that were unexpected, unconceivable. And yet here working through you, you, the humble carpenter, It's through you that Jesus will have the fulfillment of this 
incredible promise. The Litany of St. Joseph, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose Blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of St. Joseph, our Blessed Mother Mary, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So good to be with you. Glad uh, for a com successful completion of day nine. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow at day 10. I ask you as always, if you enjoyed this video podcast, for you to uh, comment, rate us, like, and subscribe. If you'd like to support the podcast and the work of Dry Bones Ministries, check out our website at drybonespgh.org. Let's keep each other in prayer. I'm looking forward to being with you again tomorrow. God bless each and every one of you, and St. Joseph, pray for us.